Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson, Rob Ensley, and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station and at seattlesports.com. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Rain Marine Electronics, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Lines. Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Don't forget about the live video feed on MyNorthwest.com. Of course, venerable TheOutdoorLine.com with blogs, videos, podcasts, and so very, very, very much more. Good morning, Joey Pyburn. You got red butt. There we go. How's that? How's that? There we go. Got yeah. you now. Okay. I'm a professional. <laughs> As am I. Yeah, no no question. So uh, the, the, the June gloom continues, and you and I were just kind of talking a little bit about this. It's totally cool with me. It's starting to get to quite a few folks out there. I think it is. They're like, come on, man. It is. We just want some summer. But listen, summer's going to come. It's, it's going to happen. Uh, it'll probably be sometime in July. Yeah. We'll actually start to, it'll feel like summer. Right. So- I'm fine with this. I like being out on the river yesterday. Oh, yeah. The water's perfect. Yep. It's green. It's rainy. It feels like like river fishing. It, it feels me. like Chinook. So, but I will say this, Matthew, when we were at the lodge and, and we're just about ready to jump on the helicopter back home, how nice was it at Peregrine Lodge at the very top of the Queen Charlotte Island side of Guay? It was beautiful. It was like, dude, I mean, people were talking about laying out on the lawn. It was it was like amazing. You're going to make so, people mad. Oh, I know, 100. percent But uh, and then and then just mention the helicopter ride too. But uh, thanks to everybody that showed up on the uh, on the listener trip. And Matthew, how great was it to meet Georgia Husby finally? So great. She, I've, I've been wanting to meet her for ages, and it was great. She 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 speaks of the of the weighted rod yeah. and, and spits when she when she uses the word downriggers. But no, she she's an awesome lady, and she's a driving force behind Peregrine. And so I was looking forward to, to Matthew getting to meet her. She's just just an awesome lady. But thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody that came on the listener trip. It was so great to hang out with a bunch of folks. You know, you know Rick Poyer and John Mock, and and of course the Brotherton Brad Brotherton uh, family came up too. And so. Yeah, it was it was just absolutely a kick in the pants, and then and then to fish with some of those sticks. And Joe, you and I were watching um, a video, an old it was it's the video on YouTube is Oli's Fishing School Number One, okay, and the title of it's Hand Cut Herring. And I I got to fish with the guy that actually did that video, and his name's Neil Holmes, and and he uh, he is just a great stick. And I tell you what, I it, at, at this point. To jump on somebody's boat and, and kind of learn a couple herring wrinkles is just an absolute treat, man. Absolute treat. Yeah. And, and on on Wednesday morning, I mean, Matthew and I have caught like trout at the same time and tuna at the same time and stuff like that. I don't know that we've ever had a, a Chinook double together. Mm-hmm. And and we did. And then we and, and, and that was that was a very, very special deal. So we're gonna do the same thing next year, Father's Day weekend. And and I hope you consider joining us. And 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 uh, of course, got to fish with Larry Carpenter up there too. And then and then of course, the day after Larry stayed for two rotations at the lodge. He texted me yesterday. Yeah, they got a tie. They got a thirty because we didn't see a thirty pounder in the lodge, but we saw Chinook up to twenty seven and a half and mm-hmm. whatnot. And then Matt got uh, you know fifty eight pound halibut. So we have enough halibut now. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're good. We're good. On the, we're good. Absolutely good on the white meat. But I tell you what, the story around here just continues along the same theme. 
where where we're we're hearing a, a good Chinook, and uh, and and we're actually going to reach out to uh, to our friend Mike Serdic, our, our Raymarine guy. Him and his family are out there at, at Nia Bay, and he just texted us a picture. They're on the water. They have gear deployed. Here we go. And luckily, the water is nice and flat for yep. the guys. It's been pretty rough yep. out there for guys trying to get out. Uh, they were able to get out the last couple of days and, and get their halibut and yep. lean cod. They actually caught a, a Chinook out there while dropping on you know on the halibut grounds, yep. which is a good sign. And, and yeah, they got gear in the water right now, trolling trolling the cracks right in tight, looking yep. for a big boy. And absolutely, we should absolutely we need to point out that today it all starts. Yeah, it all friggin' starts yeah. today with our coastal Chinook, Chinook openers at at Nia Bay and, and La Push. And uh, I just can't wait for the reports to start coming in because we've been teased. We've been yeah. teased and teased and teased and teased and teased. Okay, uh, we are Chinook, Chinook here, and there's a few Chinook here, and they're coming around, you know, they're coming around, they're, they're stuffed in the Columbia River, they're coming around Vancouver Island and everything. So so now we're gonna, we are going to get a true pitcher. Well, and some of the best sticks in Washington are out oh, there right now. Oh, my goodness. are in the water. Yes. So I mean, look, I there's probably 20 dudes I have – contact with throughout you know the fishing season that are out there so they're, they're gonna start rolling in here anytime i'm sure you're the john clayton of 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 fishing oh, right well, you know when well, i first met when i first met john clayton he had he had cell phones in every freaking pocket and talking to everybody yeah, that's you, a good idea i need more cell need phones more cell phones yeah because one just really won't cut it <laughs> but but no just to get multiple reports from from a bunch of different guys so it's so, what keeps me going oh, like, me through, you know if i'm not on the yeah. water I, i'm busy at work i just like hearing the reports and seeing the pictures and, and knowing that my friends are out there getting on the fish and, and knowing that we will sh- right. be out there shortly. Oh, shortly, man. Shortly. Yeah. We'll get, uh, we'll get the 30 foot Duckworth back, uh, from Southeast Alaska sometime this week. And she's going to get a quick turnaround, dude. She's her, she's going to get pressure washed, change the lower unit lube and get it out there, which is also kind of why I, I'm, I'm, I'm fired up that we do have a Marine area 10, the, the, the resident coho program, Got going, and and our buddy Nikki Kester, the Puget Sound Pirate, whacking away on him, man, for yeah. sure. Yeah, oh yeah, and and nice size fish. You know, they're they're resident coho, so right. they're not like our no our but, fall. But it's it's not well, like they're emaciated. Coho. They're well. No, fed. they're I I mean I've been seeing the pictures, and Nick said they're plugged with food. Yep. They're fat and happy, and a lot of bait out there for them. They're already switched over to spoons. Where normally, if this opens like June first, a lot of guys would be running little mini hoochies. These fish are probably getting pretty close to switching over and, and starting to chase some of those small herring that are out there. Yeah, we actually did get a get a question on the text toy last last week about you know the life history of some of these some of these resident coho and and what's their deal and and I would I would liken it to migratory blackmouth. In other words, you know, I mean chinook and coho they're 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 not you know completely different animals and in, in with regard to their life history and and and. Think of this resident coho program as as almost um, silver salmon blackmouth. In other words, these these coho they reside in Puget Sound and get some growth on them, and then they split. Man, they do not stick around. When by the time the adults are here, you never encounter them. I mean, mm-hmm. rarely. So, but the feed's good in Puget Sound, and so they stay. And and so it's a similar similar lifestyle adaptation to what we see with 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 resident blackmouth, some of which never leave Puget Sound, the majority of which do. You know, only only about 10% of a year class will residualize and stay in, stay in Puget Sound with regard to uh, with, with, with regard to, to Chinook. I, I'm not sure what that number is with uh, with Coho, but it's a great opportunity, and it's really cool, and, and a lot of guys fish with them, fish for them in a lot of different ways. 
to me that this this is an important fishery if no other reason but the fact that guys get, get out, out there. get out run your boat yeah get out and, and run get your, your gear get your face and your electronics make sure everything's running make sure you know that this this long winter layoff is a worse thing for a boat great time to go use those electronics yep. and see what's out there for bait down near the bottom where we're going to be chasing chinook here you know come july yeah and and so a few other opportunities popped up too. So we just mentioned that uh, today's the coastal opener in 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 Nia Bay and La Push. That's marine areas four and three, respectively. As we move down the coast, area two um, is, which is Westport, will not open up until July second. But next Saturday, Ilwaco, the twenty fifth, is fair game. Yeah, and that is going to be a big one. It's it's one of the largest. Um, quotas we have on the coast if not the largest and it's really going to be indicative of, of what we're going to see in the columbia and up and down the coast so the reason for the delay in westport are some softer numbers of tulies this year which are that lower columbia um stock of chinook mm-hmm. and there and uh and, and there's some other issues we'll, we'll we'll be discussing about that particular fishery especially as it echoes into buoy 10 and and a little and our selective opportunity which is the first time i've seen that in, in you know in in my career we're so, we're already yeah. seeing really good numbers of summer chinook moving into the columbia and up over the dam um our our buddy scott salmon has been down there Dude's putting a, a whooping yeah. on them sending me pictures of just fish boxes full of these <laughs> just beautiful they're chunkers man and you know like the the pictures roll in full fish box 10 o'clock in the morning. I know. Off the water. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So, so tell you what, let, let, let's bump, text us up this morning. We'd love to hear from you this morning. Um, the old text toy, it, it's, uh, well, actually, it's kind of the new text toy, but it's 206 421 That's the text toy powered by Yamaha Outboards. Give us a call, 866-979-3776. That is the reverse giant hotline. Brought to you by Duckworth Wellcraft Northwest Boat. Um, and, uh, and we do have a ton to talk about. Basically, uh, we got a little shuffle in the show today. Uh, Robbo's got to get off the dock early. He's got to run a little bit farther right now to to find his guys his fish. So Robbo's going to be jumping in at zero six twenty five hours. Mike Serdic, uh, our our good buddy, coming to us from Nia Bay at oh seven hundred, and then Matt Chandler. Uh, Matt is uh, get hooked nw dot com. Um, a really talented young guy, definitely 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 a young gun out there. Is going to kind of give us the lowdown on some river fisheries, but also looking forward to our summer opportunities on saltwater and he's going to be chartering this summer too yeah so yeah great that's he's a great guy great contact super stick so joey you got to spend yesterday on the skycomish river um and i've heard a couple things too right are are, are we losing our polite fish culture that's a fair question yeah okay? But let, let's talk a, we're going to talk a little bit about about what you should do what you shouldn't do Somebody next to you has a fish on, you know, I mean. And remember, we're all out there doing the same thing. The, let's let's it's, try to make it pleasant for it's, everybody. It's the golden rule. Fish unto others as you would have them fish unto you, yes. right? Okay. All that and more. If you give us 90 seconds, we'll be right back here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. I... I, I, I am definitely going to be spending a little time on that Murphy auction too. There's a there's a couple there's a couple guns in there, a couple items I I, I gotta have. I'm going hard. I'm going hard in on it. 
I know when, when I first talked to Ray, he was like, you got to check this out. And I went and looked at everything. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to come on the show and talk about it. And then I was like, hmm. <laughs> Shoot. It's our job. It's a lot to, of competition. It's, it's our job to spread I, the word. MurphyAuction.com. Go check it out. This thing cracks open on the 22nd and goes uh, runs for a week. So don't uh, don't let that thing slide you by. No question about it. Um, so also, don't something you should not let slide by is a, an amazing set of river conditions that we have right now. I do not remember a, a, a June that had a skycomish at a vertical height, almost seven feet and dropping and clearing and getting, you know, even better. Same with a Skagit. Skagit very quietly is having a strong Chinook season with six guys on a crick from Rockport. Yeah, to Marlin. I, I mean, I, I don't mean, understand it, that at all. You know, I, it is a long way to go to travel, to get up there, but geez, we, we travel all over the place to yeah, chase we, fish. Well, and we man, have, it's, we, it's, we have issues. It's been, like you said, quietly, very consistent up there. The guys who are are going up there are getting their fish and they're having a lot of a lot of chances throughout the day. Um and man, come on. That's worth it right there. When you know there's not a lot of folks on the water, I don't care how far it is, I'm I'm gonna travel. No question. And so you traveled up to the Skycomish yesterday and and fished with a buddy of yours and, and got to hang out with some guide buddies of ours that are also working the creek. Yeah, Todd was up there, Todd Daniels, Tall Tales Guide Service and then Matt Chandler. Um a bunch of guys are up there. Rob Nowitzki, a uh, bunch of guides working the river. Everybody's working together and, and being polite. And we did, there was just one little incident that, you know, we've, we've seen some stuff on the salt. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you get it. A lot of people are maybe new to the fishing right. world. They don't right. know exactly know what's going on. And, you know, um, we're fishing this inside corner. We're probably, we're within 70 feet of the bank. Everybody is facing the bank, four guys on the boat, all rods facing that direction. And a boat comes around the corner and I can see they're unsure of which way to go. Now there is, uh, you know, 200 feet of river behind us right. and there's uh, less than a hundred in front of us. And I see that the boat makes the decision to go inside. So I just jump up on the bow and, and just, you know, put my hand out this direction, this direction. And, um, finally the guy turns out, but as he goes by, he's kind of like, don't, I hear him. Don't tell me which way to go. And I'm like, well, you know, would you rather I do that or the three boats working this piece of water all are going to be pretty grumpy with you the rest of the day? Cause you're going to run right over our gear, you know? And I'm, right. I wasn't being nasty. I was just saying like, Hey, go that way. And you're going to not run over the top of our stuff. Okay. So. When you're you're running up a river and somebody tries to give you polite direction and your response is to growl at them on the way back, do are you more or less inclined to maybe help that guy out and share some information later, right? Um, so yeah, so you're only you're only screwing yourself up. It the, the the easy response to any human interaction is just to be be quiet and just be grumpy and stuff like that. Man, be, take. Take a second. Be take an effort. It, you know, you can anytime you talk to somebody, you can give them something or take something away from them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no there's no even there's no even keel. It's never just the same. So always try to try just try to be nice and polite and just watch what happens, man. I tell you what. And even if somebody's even if somebody's less than kind to you, kill them with kindness, man. But because look, we're losing kind of this polite fish culture, right? And and we're gonna have a lot of folks out on the water playing fish on the salt water and you're running down riggers 
and somebody's got a fish on, what's your response, right? Get away from them, okay? Well, let, let what would you let, want somebody to do to you? Back you, to the golden you, rule. You want them to yes. run over the top of your fish and cut it, cut your line off yeah. with their cables? Or, hey, look, it, it take, we, you and I did it up in Sitka. Uh, Joel Martin's brother, who was oh, a yeah. charter, had Which a we fish didn't, on. We didn't really know that it was Joel's brother. We didn't brother. know it was his, yeah. Joel's brother. Uh, kind of worked out nicely for yeah. us that, you know, he had a fish on. We pulled your whole side of the boat up, yeah. spun the boat. And guess what? Here's the other thing. If, if you're working a piece of water and there's a boat in front of you and you're all kind of like licking the edge of the bucket or, right, you know, right. th- yeah. that's where the bite is happening and that boat in front of you hooks up and you got to, now you can either go around him or you can spin, turn and go the other way, yep. let him get out of the way, yep. reset, and now you get to go through that piece of water. Bingo. And, and so here's, here's the deal. When you see somebody with a fish on, they're doing you a favor. Because now you can reverse engineer where they were, what they were using, watch how deep they were with regard to how long it takes them to mm-hmm. raise their gear, whether they're just cranking or whether they're downriggers or whatever, man, they just gave you a gift. A lot of they information. Gave, there's a ton of information right there. It's who, what, where, and when, and why, right? Now, you can take that because they're busy with that fish. So now you have a boat control move to make. And and I'm I'm always, it's always strategy with me. So if this guy's moving this way with fish, I'm, I am. I'm going to wheel. I'm going to get behind him and just make sure my stern is towards him as, as I make my next move, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and so that, that, that's a key piece. That's a key piece of information. But, I'll, you know, always endeavor to be polite. Let's, let's put it this way. If somebody's out on the water with you, right, do they share the same esteem of the fish and the habitat and everything? Yeah, man, we're, we're, we're all kindred spirits. We love to eat fish. We love to be outside. We love to unplug from the electronic madness out there, and that's why that's why we're there. We're there to feed. So if we're all in the same place, doing the same things, why can't we? The thing that makes be, us be happy. Yes, we should make we should yeah make be a, polite and be polite. And, yes. Be polite. Be polite. Look, and and again, you, if you lose, it only takes you losing one fish on somebody else's downrigger that wasn't paying attention or something else, right? And, and you know, now you'll know. Then you'll know, right? And, and that's not an experience you want. You know, and also, I mean, we're going to be, we're coming into our, our, our crab opener on, on July 1st, and the same kind of stuff applies, man. I mean, um, we're going to be fishing in some fairly crowded conditions with regard to floats and stuff like that, and, and everybody's in the same boat, right? As far as I'm looking for my gear, you're looking for yours, Right. Just, hey, a polite wave and, you know, whatever. Hey, have you seen a red and white crab float around here? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it just takes a minute. It, it absolutely just takes it. And it will, listen, you're going to have a, a more pleasant experience sure, yeah. if you're happy at the end yes. of the day. You don't want to be. Right. I I do run into quite a few fishermen that I'm like, boy, that that is a grumpy guy. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, know, and maybe he's just a grumpy guy. Um, I prefer to be. Happy when I'm so, on the water, and, so we we and have happy inter- interactions with other fishermen. We were out at CQ in March, and and I want to say it was the opener, right? And and we've got it. We've and, and we're trolling along, and we got a fish on, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we we kept the boat kind of coasting. That that thirty foot duck doesn't come to a quick little stop, and this this guy ahead of us, right? Just, I mean, he's not he's not within one hundred fifty feet of. No. But he's on the same depth line and trolling right towards us. Yeah. And he just, he pulls up and pulls up his gear and, and, and I, did he say something or was it just, a, 
maybe he did. I, I don't. I don't know. He, but, he, he but, did. He he just thought, you know. And I I just politely said, well, "Hey, sorry, we yeah. we had a fish on." Yeah. And the the boat was out of gear. We were just we're, we're just fighting coasting. a fish. We're just coasting. And you know maybe he didn't see that we had a fish on, but yeah, yeah. He and, pulled up his gear like he had to leave. Yeah, like he, he was, was leaving CQ. <laughs> I am out of here. <laughs> I am out of here. You got too close to me, and and so Joe, you did. You apologized, and then, and then he kept on grumping, and and Gogan was in the boat, right? Yeah. Go, go just Google Kevin Gogan Sports Illustrated and get yeah. get his cover when he was the you know named the meanest guy in the NFL. And Kevin pipes up and bellows at him. You get one apology. <laughs> you That's get what one. you get. You get one. So it was just, yeah, that was that was less than cordial, but you know, point 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 of fact. All right, we're gonna pop out of here for a quick break. We are going to run back up to southeast Alaska, Prince of Wales, most notably Craig, and talk to one Rob Ensley next here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. Welcome to the Tech Line, presented by SMI, makers of the most innovative shellfish gear in the world. Reaching to the far north, Roberto Enslissimo. Rob (laughs) Ensley, how are you, brother? <laughs> oh jeez, I miss that. Oh, the yarn spinner himself. You, wait, wait, you, you miss me? You miss me already? <laughs> oh, I was I was gone for so a month funny. and sick, and Kathy didn't miss me. Oh. In fact, she's already. T- oh man, she already tells me I'm I'm loud and I smell and and I put you know I don't make coffee right and everything. So it's 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 her love. I'm, I'm home. It's, it's the same in our house. I'm okay. home for a little while. Nicole's like, hey, shouldn't you be fishing or hunting? Yeah, you like get... you joke go hunting or something for a week or just get out of my hair? You know. Yeah, but uh, no, you guys are good down there. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Man. No, I just uh, get the boat back this week and do a little uh, do a little boat work. Get her back in the water in time for our prawn opener on Thursday in in eight one eight one eight two. We are going to that part good. of Puget Sound will be stained yellow by uh, by mm-hmm. 0800, I'm sure. Yeah, well, that's good news. That's good news. And uh, sounds like there's some kings hitting the Columbia. Is that what I hear, Ooh. Joe? What were you talking about earlier? I just yeah. got the edge of it, but uh... yeah, Scott, our buddy Scott Salmon's been down there just mm-hmm. roping them and. Um, you know, nice. that it's been a two, it two fish limit. So, you know, those guys are hmm. cleaning up down there, man. And it's just been a great season right from springer season, right on through. And, and I think it's just going to continue oh, to be great. That's so exciting. He's got that beautiful boat too. And, and all the other folks that are down there in the lower Columbia, I'm, I'm assuming he's down on the lower end there, buoy 10 yep. kind of area story, right? Yeah. So, cool. so we, we just got back from Peregrine where, the, the the echoes of what I saw in Sitka kind kind of moved on down through. It was, it was just like a microcosm, dude. I mean, we we started the the, the first day with the the same looking immature Chinook that we saw up in Sitka, and then by the time we left, we started mm-hmm. really seeing some more mature fish. Um, we and of course the day after we took off, Larry Carpenter, a dear friend, stayed up there, and his brother Dick popped a thirty two yesterday. So, oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. I saw some pictures of Larry. God, it does my heart good to see him oh, catching fish, man. I just love love him and his brothers. So, yep, Matthew and I uh, personally cool to got to see him. Yeah. Matthew and I personally got to not just fish with him, but we drove his drove his truck home on our way home, and then personally stuffed his Peregrine Lodge fish in his freezer. So I so I know oh, what Larry's well, freezer. Most of his fish. Yeah, well, I know you didn't there, put all there, the fish just there was a fish, package of salmon fish. bellies. Got to pay the tax, yeah, I, man. Come on. You know that's that's that's, right. that's freight. That's paying the freight. So so what's paying the freight yeah. in uh, in in Craig right now, brother? Uh, paying the freight is big spoons. Yes, big spoons. Uh, a little bit of mooching, kind of a kind of a little bit of everything right now. A little bit of mooching, a little bit of trolling, 
Uh, boy, we roped some huge lengths a couple days ago, dude. Oh my gosh. On this big pinnacle way offshore, kind of new ground for me. I hadn't been down there before and, uh, wow, just some gagger link cod, uh, and a bunch of new kind of swim bait, you know, jigs that I've been using this summer. Um, that's kind of what's going on here, man. I mean, the, the, the Kings are coming in fits and starts. Uh, they're here one day, gone the next. Uh, we had a pretty good bike going on, which was cool. We were all by ourselves. So we were running past the whole fleet and kind of had our own little spot to ourselves. And then we show up one morning, who's there, but the killer whales. Mm-hmm. And they were like, huh, Mo, yeah, we'll mowing them down. Take care of this for you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. We'll go ahead. We, we got it. We're Where's good. The, yeah, we're, so, we're, we're, we're the short, so, yeah. we're the short dorsal oh. orcas and we eat Chinook. We're not the long guys. <laughs> we we're not the trend. Oh, and they just mowed that place down. They were in there for like two days. Oh. I don't think there was a single fish left, but, um, <laughs> oh, it was classic. But, uh, but that's what it is. That's kind of Alaska though, too. I it mean, is. That's, that's the beauty of fishing yeah. up here, man. I mean, it's just, it's wilderness, man. It's a Marine wilderness out there and, and, uh, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we got some fish close to town. They're eating herring, um, our herring spawn here in April, and then they start migrating back out, and they kind of hit some of the shorelines here, and they're, they're all piled up over this one shoreline right now. And there's some nice Chinook in there, man. There's been fish up into the high 30s. One of the guys got a 40-pounder there the other day, nice. one of the guys in town. Um, so that's the deal, trolling big spoons, maybe whole herring. you got to match that, that herring that's in there. It's all big blue plus blue wow. to purple size wow. herring. Yeah. Hey, Rob, can you, um, can you net up about – a hundred cases of those and ship them down to me. I need them bad. Oh man, man. They are beautiful too. We got some for halibut bait, man. They're beauties. Mm. Um, and when you troll through them, your downrigger cable is just like, I mean, everything's just shaking. All the lines are shaking as you're going through those big schools of herring, you know? Um, so we're, we're kind of hitting that. And then, uh, again, as long as we got the weather, the link hot thing's been pretty fun. You know, Joe, you and I back in the spring, did a little segment on some of the new Lincod swim baits that are out right now um, that are just killing it. The one, the Lancer jigs are complete murder. Yeah, they are just murder. Yeah, and those Lincod. are and those um, are the elongate ones. They got super long tails and really pointed snouts. They look like a snake. They do. They look like a snake. And to, to or an eel in the water. And, and, to, and then, a, um, to a Lincod, they look like breakfast. Yeah. They, well, yeah, for sure. And then the megabyte. Uh, the big megabyte jigs from Gibbs are money. And then I've been running those those cool bait jig heads, too, with the spinner blade on it. And mm-hmm. that one, mm. of, of all of them, that's probably number one right now. Um, we we were just beating them off with a stick on that thing a couple days ago out there with that spinner blade on it, um, with the megabyte tail on it. So, anyway. It's cool. To- stuff there. I mean, we're, you know, link cut season's kind of in the rearview rear mirror in the sound right now, but some stuff to think about for next year, you know. Yeah, and it's cool to see all the, you know, it's kind of like turning into a little bit of the bass thing where there's so many different yeah. swim baits and That's, lures and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And so it's kind of cool to have some different options and it does matter, man. There, it matters. We see it mm-hmm. up in, you know, in Alaska when you're, when you got five guys on the boat and you got five different things down there, there is, there's yes. like always. one or two things always, that outfish the other stuff. So yep. it, it definitely makes yeah. a difference. Well, in the megabytes, uh, when I ordered them, I got mostly the ones that look like copper rockfish. It's like an orange, with stripes on the sides that got like black and white on the side, they look just like a copper rockfish, dude. And you send them down, they just get they just get terrorized. You look at them, they just got teeth marks all over them, and they're all shredded up. So. That is that. Um, so that is something that you made me aware of, okay? And and I've seen I've seen rockfish in the stomachs of big halibut before and stuff, but but you're the one that mentioned to me. You go look, dude. 
if you, you need to start saving some of that halibut skin and send and sending mm-hmm. it down. So yeah. and then I had I had Bob Buchanan up on the boat and and we have some rockfish, um, you know that I that I filleted out and I thought you know what I'm gonna save this rockfish skin and I've got this I've got this rubber band drill I do with when I'm when I'm rigging up halibut baits. Well, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so I'll put a so I'll put a you know a, like we brought some humpies up and mm-hmm. so I took a little humpy you know a little chunk of humpy on there from the belly or whatever and put it on there and then put a big herring one of those purple labels on wrapped the whole thing in a rockfish skin, hung it on the hook, and then put rubber bands mm-hmm. on the outside. And, dude, mm-hmm. that, that was complete murder. So then I remembered what you said about the halibut skin, and I started hanging mm-hmm. it. After you left, yeah. Joey, I started hanging a piece of halibut skin on a salmon head, right? Circle mm-hmm. hook, pin, mm-hmm. a, pin the nose of a salmon head on, on the hook. Yeah, after you run a piece of halibut skin on that, and that, that was a game changer for us. Mm-hmm. It, they were absolutely well, inhaling the them, but, but the... Pr- so I- I go to the cutting table at night and I'll get the white side white and I'll pick through yep. all of it. And there's always some with some little bit of meat left on it. A little yep. bit of mm-hmm. stuff little bit of left on the skin. And, and that's the stuff I trim off and it turns into a swim bait. So that turns into a tail almost yep. for you. hundred percent. And you throw that on there and uh, you can't get it off. No, it, you, you have to cut it off with a knife to get it off. Uh, it's like leather, but no, that, that white stuff works good. And in shallow water too, that the white, God, they just devour it. I mean, we're, you know, we've been fishing halibut in pretty shallow water lately and, and it seems like the white the white skin always does better, but definitely some stuff you can do, you know, to spritz up your your halibut and your link cod game so, too. I mean, the link cod, you know, run that some of that skin, save some of that skin, and yeah. throw it on your jigs. The link cod will just pound them. Well, and and you know, so, so. It, and then the whole thing was just absolutely driven home with me the the cannibalistic nature of halibut. When dude, we caught so many halibut at Peregrine Lodge just. Because we're motor mooching close to the rocks, and it was only the third rotation of the season, so nobody had, mm-hmm. nobody had been in there. I, I let more mm-hmm. I let more thirty, forty, and fifty pound halibut go in, than I ever have before in my life. Matthew got a fifty eight. We were kicking all, but mm-hmm. so so we get close to the bottom with our mooching gear, and I get a halibut on, and you know it. And the vertical line angle, right? They bite good, but then the line goes straight up and down. So we're reeling this halibut up. That's a chicken, right? And I see just a little tiny bit of blood come out of his come out of his gills. And right behind him is Mr. Mm-hmm. Cannibal Halibut. And mm-hmm. he's in that blood mm-hmm. trail. And, he, and so, wow. And then he swam away. So we let the little, little halibut down, reeled it up again. Up again he comes. <laughs> Did this three or four times. Tried to video it, right? But if, and, and then so, so we let the smaller halibut go. And then all of a sudden, boom, the other rod went down. Here's the same halibut we were looking at just ate Larry Carpenter's mm-hmm. name. It's just so yeah, they are yeah, they're yeah. extremely cannibalistic. And that's definitely something that I'm gonna fold into yeah. my halibut program later is the use of Are you of, gonna start you, fishing halibut for halibut? Are you gonna no, start using like thirty pound halibut to catch no. halibut or what Ooh. are you gonna do there? Yeah. Can, can, well, can you cut plug a chicken? <laughs> you know, like we are down on the we're on the fish cleaning state you know, station at the end of the day and and I'm like digging through the carcasses and stuff, pulling salmon heads out. Oh, and yeah. So we're always wanting like something fresh for the right. next day so it makes mm-hmm. sense and i mean there's no way you think about those halibut down there if some little halibut cruises by he's gonna snack oh, on that yeah, thing murder. in a they second don't care. They, yeah, don't. they don't care they don't oh, no, they don't have list. listen fish don't have man. feelings no 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 you got sling cod they got teeth marks all over them mm-hmm. you know well uh, yeah it's doggy dog down well, there, man. And, and what you need to recognize is Halibut are the apex predator on the floor of the Pacific North Pacific Ocean, and and I can show you I, that's it's documented. Dude, they eat everything. Yeah, they, they eat rockfish, they eat lingcod, they they eat they eat salmon, they eat crabs, shrimp, mollusks, whatever, whatever they can put in their pie hole. That's why they jigs. Eat. 
They eat jigs. jigs. They eat yeah. jigs. You know, yeah. hooks, they, you know, circle they, hooks. They, but... they, oh, dude, they they do not like gam- yeah. Gamakatsu 12-aught Big River bait hooks. I can tell you yeah. that. Yeah, and the other yeah. thing yeah, I can tell you right now is, is is a lot of times you don't need to go big, too. A lot of no, times it's true. the herring true. works just fine. Absolutely. Um, you know, so... Uh, what, but yeah, that's what's going on here. Weather's been decent and everything's working. You got good. a good, you got a good weather day today too, man. You, I, I checked your forecast yeah. out. You get, you can go way offshore oh, today. Beautiful. <laughs> oh man. Well, no, luckily we knocked out all of our offshore critters the first day. So we're kind of just putzing around inside fishing Kings and halibut. And it's kind of a King halibut day yesterday. And today we're kind of Kings and halibut. We kind of, that first day we knocked out all the bottom critters offshore and now we're kind of working inside and nice. getting the rest done. But, uh, yeah, it's all good, man. We're having a good time, and, and we're busy as all get out, and boats are running, and we're any, off and running here. You're, so. Any any cool bear stuff happening? Any bears digging <laughs> through your garbage or getting into the garage or what's no, going on? Joey Pyburn with a dumpster bear they report. Gave all, they gave us all bear-proof garbage cans this summer. Oh, that's no you know, fun. After that 350-pound bear was cruising around town last year, you know, knocking everybody's garbage cans <laughs> over, and, you know, he lived in the in the park right by the city pool all last summer. <laughs> I mean, so everybody got these new garbage cans this summer that you can barely get them open yourself, let alone a bear. So, I can't even hardly get the garbage I, can open. I thought the dumpster know? bear was hilarious. The pool, the pool bear. Yeah, the park oh, bear. Dude. The park pool oh, bear. Oh, right here, you know. And then, uh, yeah, so and last year, you know, we didn't have many pinks in the creeks here yeah. at the end of summer. And so the bears are just like, well, they knew right where to come. They just came right into town. Every night, all the garbage cans get raided. One was up on somebody's back porch trying to get in their back door. And, you know, yeah. 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 So it was funny because, you know, again, I hate to keep bringing up Peregrine Lodge, but we just got back from there. And there's these little three little deer that are in Matthew carved up an apple and it was feeding the deer, you know, and uh, they, they, you got close to them, Bubba, but they never would take one out of your, out of your fingers, right? No, I think I got within three feet of him and he decided, no, yeah. I, don't, but, I but, don't need to be here anymore. But, but there was two, <laughs> there was two types of, of droppings on the lawn there at, at Peregrine and one of them was deer and one of them was not right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Big, yeah. big old. Big old bear patties right there. So he's on vacation and he's analyzing scat. <laughs> yeah, I can't help it. Well, you you were yeah, you were so ready to go about it on the radio. And well, yeah, yeah but you were great. you were ready to go yeah. for go for a walk on the beach. But we we're all scared you're going to get hit by a bar. Yeah, no, maybe no. All right, Robbo, have a safe <laughs> week, dude, and uh, and and we will right. keep in touch. We will talk to you soon. Uh, I, and, and give give me a holler sometime this morning. Are you turning around today? Uh, no, we're heading out here. Are you heading out? No, we're just just ready to go. My guys are walking down the dock right now. So. All right, man. Give yep. me give me a shout when you can. Go, you, all right, we'll talk all to right. you soon, brother. Later, Robo. Right, See man. you guys. Bye-bye. Okay, later. All right, coming up next, Raymarine Picks of the Week. Smack dab middle of April. Excuse me, smack dab middle of June. Mm-hmm. I was two months behind there, buddy. But I, Feels hey, like April. We have a ton of opportunities to talk to you about. Raymarine Picks of the Week. Coming next here on the Seattle Sports Station 710 and Seattle Sports App. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Ray Marine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Ray Marine, simply superior. It's not just a fish finder, it's not just a chart plotter, it's not just a radar. It's a multifunction navigational display with both fluid touch and hybrid touch displays. Raymarine Navigation puts you in command of the speed and simplicity of Lighthouse 4 operating system. Check that out on more at raymarine.com. Go, Joe, go! Boy, it's the coast, man. It is. Come on. Yeah. You got to get out there and get your schnook. I mean, there's a lot to do right now. There's fish all over the place, um, but You're, come on, the you, coastal salmon opener. You got to roll out there, man, for sure. And and uh, you know, we're Mike Sardik, Ray Marine's going to jump on next segment, and and they've already got they've already got fish on. 
right? Yeah. You know, and and fought a couple, and we're going to get the whole lowdown from him right now. But I mean, you know, you look at the opportunities you have out there, and you know, Lapush is a really, really strong candidate. It's a little bit farther to drive than you know than 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 getting out to Nia Bay, but not not really, not all that much, you know. And and so generally with with Lapush, you're 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 kind of closer to some of that Chinook action too. I mean, yeah, you can pop straight out. You know, a, a, out of tattoosh and start, you know, trolling the rocks at, at Nia Bay. But gosh, if you haven't seen how beautiful our Washington coast is and you haven't seen it within a couple of years, man, get out there. You know, I, I, I'm blessed with the opportunity to get up and down the coast, you know, as far north as Sitkin, as far south as, as, as central Oregon. And, and what we have here on the coast of Washington, it's just, it's amazing. And it's so big. I it's, mean, it's there could be there could be a bunch of guys out there, but you, you, you never know it. see never know anybody dude. all day. No, you, know, you, you can get back to the cleaning dock. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here closer to home, uh, the local rivers. If you're if you don't have a saltwater boat and you're a drift boat or a sled guy, man, right now, uh, I talked to Kevin John yesterday. There's hardly anybody up there in Marble Mount. Yeah. It's an egg show. Yeah. Guys are, they're fishing eggs and they're catching Chinook. I talked to one guy, I, I talked to a guide who was up there last week and they had almost 20 chances. 20 chances. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, I don't doubt that a bit. But here's the thing. As these rivers continue to drop and clear and reach their seasonal averages, bank access is going to multiply, right? Not just, not just at, be additive. But, you know, with these rivers come down, the bars become more exposed, and, and these fish become more vulnerable from the bank, especially on the Skycomish. Yep. Especially on the Skagit, where you can fish from the doggone soccer fields while your kid's, you know, sneaking one by the goalie. You can freaking sneak one into your net right there, you know, at, at Mount Vernon, because we got this run of sockeyes right now, and you don't need to cast very far, dude. They're right at that first current seam, I promise you. I saw quite a few guys yesterday fishing from the bank, and, and like you said, as the skycomish continues to drop, it's somewhere in that 7,500 sure. CFS range right now. That thing's going to get down to like that 4-5, mm-hmm. and that's where, you know, the river becomes much smaller, much easier to read. Those kings will slow down in those deeper runs, and, and you'll be able to access them from the bank. It becomes more challenging to boat, yeah, but more productive to bank. Sure. And then also, uh, we were out there yesterday. Uh, we went one for two and, and had uh, a beautiful, like, nine-pound chrome bright. Well, you said- Summer run steelhead. You, you used the word yesterday when you told me about it. It's like, dude, this thing was black and white. They're black and white. They're man. black and That's white. That's what you yeah. love. They're not you just chrome. They're, see they're, they're platinum. And so that tells me, and and- a lot of the guys that are on the river, they're having, you know, if they're having three fi- fish days, one of those fish is probably a steelhead. I've mm-hmm. seen two or three a day right. from some of the guys. Well, Reader Ponds, probably a pretty good bet right now with this dropping water. That's a good call, uh, baby. You may see me up there um, one of these mornings because I haven't been up there the last couple of years because we really haven't had any I steelhead. Know. But I there's know. steelhead in the river, man, right. right now. And this is a huge egg take opportunity for that facility, too. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, they have to use in-basin stock. And by definition, if they're in the basin, <laughs> you can stock them. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of wonder how many how many kings they got up at the Wallace Rack, too. Well, you know, I, what's going on at Marble Mount, too? I, because, you know, they, they a lot of those springers, it's been a solid year for springers up on the Skagit. And, 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 and unfortunately, even though the Nooksack stays open, the rest – of the month, it, it's not even been fishable, and we we drove we drove over it, you know, on the on you know on the way up to Canada on 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 Monday, excuse me, Sunday morning, and uh, dude, I mean, it was it was a mocha, yeah, you know, yeah. So. I mean, it 
it may come back into shape here. With I mean, everything's oh, been good. dropping now for right. the last you know few days. Um, who knows if we get any type of warm up or warm rain in the mountains, that thing will be oh, blown, blown again. Yeah. But I bet there's some guys up there probably getting into some fish it, on the upper part. It would help if it just kind of stopped raining a little. Yeah, bit, dude. So, and and we don't get a full picture of it living living where we do north of Seattle, but but south of town. If you looked at a weather radar yesterday, man, it it, it looked like March. I mean, seriously, you got cells moving through that just hammer and rain, you know, and, and, uh, it, it's, it's, I mean, I, I dig it. And we, and we talked about this at the top of the show, just because look, man, you know, all, all the critters that, that we love this time last year, we were having hundred degree temperatures here in June. Yeah. Right. That's, that's Gross. not, no, ick. Yeah. Ick. You're ripping all the snow out of the mountains. You're, you're, you're cooking, um, the, the tidal beds at, at low tide, because I mean, we've got these seasonal low tides. I mean, you got a minus four footer and you're going to dump hundred, you know, you're going to dump hundred te- degree temperatures on that tide flat. That's not healthy. Remember I mean, last year, remember the die-offs. giant cockle die off yeah. that I sent you from the yeah, beach? That's true. It was crazy. Yeah. Thousands yeah. of cockles. You know, when we had that heat, you think about what, what happens, that sand heats up, the water comes back in on it, that yeah. water the temperature goes way up, and it just smoked all those cockles. Henceforth, the name Warm Beach. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. which is a kind of cool place to live. Checking in on the east side, uh, man, walleye fishing at potholes. They're just dragging worms, slow death hooks right on the weed lines. Yeah. Yeah. The water temperature over there is almost 20 degrees cooler than it was last year at the same time. So things are a little bit different over there, but the fishing's really good. The icicle crick. All this water, these Chinook are flying up the Columbia, flying up yeah, the Wenatchee yeah. into the Icicle Creek, and guys are catching Chinook, back bouncing whole herring in the Icicle. How cool is that? It is, man. It is. You know, and and and, and let's not okay. You know, and I and I really don't want to you know hammer on Tulalip Bay very much, but dude, every day I'm seeing pick. I'm, you know, here's a twenty-two. Here's a here's a twenty. I haven't heard you know. of any. Out yeah, of no, no, Bay. I, I wouldn't. Go I won't mention, mention it again. You know, and then and then our our good buddy, you know, Nikki Kester, Rich Olson, filling their their clients up with with resident coho. You know, what's not the love? Okay, so this Saturday we got uh, we we have marine areas three and four. Next Saturday we get Ilwaco. That's going to be a great part. I'm going to try to get Milk Gudgel. Pacific Charters. That that guy has been there since the dirt. I, I mean, he's seen more out, out there at Delwaco. He's a great source out there. We're gonna try to try to pull him on the show. Um, but uh, and then the following weekend we get we get Westport. Yeah, and, and it's and it's know, all open. And it's all open, baby. I mean, it's 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 just gonna crank. And of course, also on the first we get CQ and and the eastern part of, of Marine Area Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 go time, man. You better pull the tarp off the pull the tarp off the bayliner and get things cranking for sure. It's it's uh it's, it's definitely time to turn that sucker over. And then of course we get a little ancillary opportunity this week. We didn't thank you. I, I just want to my personal thanks. For everybody not fishing that horrendously timed Wednesday opener in Marine Area Nine and you know nine and eight and one eight two because we get an extra shrimping day on on Thursday the twenty third. Um, you, you can get your gear in at 0900. Got to be out at thirteen hundred hours, and uh, that's that's Marine Area's eight one eight two. So that's Saratoga Deception Passport, Susan Port Gardner Everett. You know, that's that's a killer little opportunity right there. And then try to find a guy like me who's allergic to prawns hey, hey, and hey, get him out on the hey. boat, and that's an extra limit for you. Just get your hands off my Joey, okay? That's it. You, I said try jo- to find Joey a guy is, like me. Joey, Obviously, 
The boat is coming back. You don't right. think I'm going to be on my... So the thing of it is, again, you know, you get 80 prawns, right? So the trick to successful shrimping is cultivate friendships with people that can't eat or don't like shrimp, right? Mm-hmm. And then take them out, right? Yeah. And, then, and then I've found that in Joey, right? Mm-hmm. He just yeah, you have. He's allergic to them, and so, you know, he's got a reason. He, But he loves to go fish for them. So the, these are difficult people to find in society that, that don't, don't like to eat shrimp, right? Now, my wife... She loves to eat some shrimp. So does my so, wife. So, yes. Oh, really? Yes. So I will be taking home my limit of shrimp. Wow. That's brilliant. I'm excited right. about the crab so find a, opener. So find, find a relationship with somebody whose wife hates shrimp and he <laughs> can't eat them. So, so Joey, I'm officially, you're on, you're on the market. I'm That's excited it. about crab because I can eat crab oh, yeah, and I love some crab. So I went by the crab gear yesterday and it's just all dry and there's like, there's a weed kind of crawling up through oh, it. Oh, yeah. Thought, you guys are going to work soon, baby. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your spring because you are going to get soaked in the summertime. And we're going to, and of course, we'll be going through that crab fishery in gory detail. All right. Well, and check out Mark Yuas's blog on the Outdoor oh, yeah. Line uh, website. He kind of breaks the whole thing down. Great information in there. Mark always does a great job. Speaking of gory detail, we're going to go into Bay in gory detail with none other than Mike Sertic or Raymarine Electronics. An eBay opener coming at you next here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app.